Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we're, we're, we're only a few episodes in, but I think we've, Considering, like, we, you know, we just kind of decided to do this one week, we've started pretty strong and we, we seem to be going quite well. We've had some some quite good feedback and quite good good listens, and we've been lucky to get some interesting people on, such as yourself. So, uh, so we're really grateful for you coming on. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to be able to talk about other than the big Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi NFTs and, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all the big money and maybe start talking about what's in it for everyone. And not not just the you know the big the big hype and the big money at the beginning of every of every big technology push. There's a big hype at the beginning, and we'll see we'll see where it leads us. I think. Do you like to start off then, kind of introducing yourself and explaining a little bit about what it is that you do and 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 what you do at Fanzone, and then we'll kind of get a bit more into what is Fanzone. Yeah, great. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my name is Philip Harold. Uh, I've been in the sports business industry for about 10 years now. Um, I have a classic background in media rights trading, um, sponsorship agencies, and uh, I've been in sports tech for about five years now. Uh, I've been working with Connexon before, a real-time tracking company. That's uh, also very interesting. And uh, yeah, I've been with Fanzone for pretty much half of the uh, the company's life cycle, so half a year now, and uh, Fanzone is about a year old. And uh, yeah, I oversee all the commercials there, so it is my job to to find the right business model, to uh, acquire partners, to uh, look into the yeah into the the partnership space of NFTs, what the right strategy is, and uh, that's what I do every day. I speak to a lot of different rights holders from a lot of different sports across the world, and it's very interesting to see how how far ahead of them, uh, far ahead some of them are, and how steady and uh, still some others are. Okay. Great. So when you're sort of speaking to uh, these these rights holders, so Fanzone, it's you actually produce the NFTs, or or you just you just market them. Exactly. We're we're building a community at the moment, so we're a community driven platform, um, where we believe that that's the key to success when it comes to the NFT game in general. Um, building the community in regard to activity, marketplace, but also chatting, games, fantasy sports challenges. That's that's what we're looking for. We 
do not believe in in the single drop situation so much that's happening around the world where where single athletes or, or, or companies try to drop nfts for one specific purpose and then that's it we try to to engage the fans to give nfts a specific utility um so yes we mint the nfts we are on the luxo blockchain which is one of the youngest blockchain um there is out there um high efficient energy efficient super fast um and it's uh yeah it's it, it's been great in terms of looking at where the space is going because we're helping luxo and luxo is helping us um and we see we see amazing potential um on this on this side of the business i'm going to take this opportunity then because we spoke to um joe from nice hash you talked about some of the issues uh with the various blockchains sort of gas fees and the time it can take to process the the hashes and stuff what is it about luxo then that sets that blockchain apart from as someone that doesn't really know a lot about blockchains technology either um i'm quite curious to see kind of like the differences in in one blockchain from another sure so um when you look at so i'm, I'm not a techie myself right so i cannot write code um but i've i've under, i've understood uh, enough i think to maybe bridge bridge the the knowledge gap here when you look at different blockchains and different coins i think that's the easiest way to explain it when you look at the block uh, the blockchain of bitcoin for example the bitcoin blockchain um we can say that this is pretty much the oldest blockchain there is out there right this that was the very first one so let's compare it with uh the diesel engine from the 1950s right that's that's where it comes from super uh, inefficient when it comes to energy consumption it's super old it takes a lot of time to mint it takes a lot of time to prove uh who owns what who uh who owns which coin and that's why that's why this is in, in that section right that's that's the older one so the newer versions of blockchains have a different approach so there's proof of work and proof of stake blockchains that's that's probably the, the biggest difference and that results in two two things that are connected and one is how long does it take to mint how long does it take to uh switch wallets for example gas fees are a big thing that everyone is talking about obviously and ultimately and i think we're not talking enough about this at the moment and but will it will happen soon is with all these servers that are connected with with all the time that it takes to mint with all this time it takes to transfer one one token to another wallet the energy consumption that is included in this is crazy high specifically for the older older blockchains like uh like the bitcoin blockchain or the old ethereum blockchain obviously ethereum is working working towards the ethereum 2.0 um version which is great and luxo one of one of the uh founders or architects what they're called um is is Fabian Vogelsteller and he is he's one of the ethereum co-founders or one of the the standard uh he created the ERC20 standard token standard so he's taking all his knowledge from the ethereum blockchain and is now converting into to, into a new blockchain more efficient quicker um and energy save a lot more energy saving and so i guess that kind of technology in terms of energy saving and speed lends itself well to nfts brilliant because yeah. they're traded so frequently or they or, you know perhaps i don't know how it works sort of in a transfer window but if a player moves teams you need to mint a new a new nft to to match that new profile of the player and so speed is of the essence quite often for for this technology for for you guys absolutely when we look at when we look at look at it from the user perspective and look at it from usability 
then when I trade a player, then obviously I want that NFT card to directly leave my wallet and be confirmed actually in real time, right? That's what we want. Sure. Um, however, older blockchains are just not capable of it. Not because they are bad, just because they're a little older, right? That the purpose of what it was written for originally, what it was, what it was created for, has a different purpose. And but now that's that's obviously changing. And what we believe in is that it it, it will go in that direction that different blockchains will be will be will survive for different purposes that's okay, so that's just, what it's about right some yeah, so just, oh, sorry yeah i'm gonna go, go i just want to say that when we look at it from a from a decentralization perspective the more decentral the blockchain is the, the safer it is right this is like really in a nutshell and really like basic mm -hmm. 101 the way i understand it right um decentralization is a big thing so the more decentralized it is the more the more power it takes to prove something. The less decentralized it is, the, the easier it is to, the quicker it goes, but also obviously it's, it's not as safe. So we need to find the middle here. The crazy thing is we're talking about a database approach. And let's be honest, how boring are databases, right? So ultimately for the user, for fans, for, for people out there, with, we're we're discussing a back-end discussion where we're actually where the people only see a front end right um so that's this is what i love about this technology is that actually it's not in the real focus of it and at the same and then at the same time and at the same time it is everything and i think that's that's pretty interesting yeah so just um so from you said the the older um blockchain so so with, with bitcoin when you say they're not always as fast does that means that they're taking two minutes in, instead of real time so would you or are we taking talking hours or, or days to transfer the, well, the ownership so, yeah sometimes it can take uh, when, when i started when i started buying my first nfts about yeah nine nine to ten months ago um sometimes it takes a day 24 hours to yeah. to actually have have the the nft actually transferred in your wallet so what what many marketplaces or what many applications uh, or, or websites do is they give you obviously there's still a, a way of that OpenSea, for example it's still hosted on a server right it's only it's only the backend that's connected that's connected to the to the blockchain same like fanzone.io it's there's also a part of it that's uh, that's uh, that's saved on one server so as a user, you get the impression that you've got it already, so you see it, but it's still it's still connected to um, obviously to to the blockchain, where then that takes twenty about twenty four hours sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So that will change, though, right? That would mm -hmm. that's you know that's that that's technology that's going to move on, and we're going to see real time transactions any yeah. day now, right? It's, but but from a from a user perspective, it, we're not going to see anything different necessarily. I don't think so. Not necessarily. When we look at, for example, one of the great things that Luxo does is they're creating universal profiles. That means that ultimately, all of the NFTs that are that are connected to the Luxo blockchain ecosystem will will be available for everyone to see if you as a user share them, right? Um, that means that, let, let's take one of our examples. Let's take uh, one of the German Football Federation, the women's team that we've got on our platform. So let's say, we we and the German Football Federation are the creators. So in the universal profile, you could click on, let's say, one of the main strikers, the captain, Alexander Pop, 
um, you could click on her and you would see all of her NFTs. But you could also see what part of collection that is from. And you could click on the German Football Federation women's team. And then you could also click on the season maybe that's from. And then maybe from the original content creator, that's Fanzone. That's, that's a game changer. That's brilliant because it's decentralized on the blockchain. No one owns this content. Anyone that is able to, to write an HTML description can do that. From a user perspective, and, and I'm, I'm a good example because I'm, I'm stupid enough to not understand this, right? <laughs> from a user perspective, it looks like a, a boring MySpace from 2005. Because the front end is not, is not the amazing thing here. It's, it's the back end that's amazing. It's the decentralized profiles that's amazing because it's on the blockchain everyone has access to it everyone can see it it's 100 transparent and then in the next step everything could be tradable everything could have a price tag every everything could be traded at any time so by okay. the, the centralized sorry we we spoke before with um nice hash so by decentralized you mean just on various servers and gaming pcs miners throughout the world is what you mean by by decentralized exactly yeah so it could it could be a, a big server but it could also be a little raspberry pi it could be anything yeah, yeah. Uh, but please keep in mind um i'm a business guy right <laughs> i i see this from a business perspective i'm i'm sure that i've said 10 wrong things now that where where real real tech people that are able to code will tell me that's absolutely wrong what i just said this is the way how i see it from a business perspective this is what i've understood what is amazing um so that's, you know, my, my job and my passion is to take new technology and to translate it into the old world, right? To, to, to show the old marketing world, the old sports business world of what is it that we can do now? When you look at, when you look at the potential, yes, like we're giving out current squads, right? We're giving out current teams of, 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 of I don't know, the 21-22 season. Let's look at all of the amazing pictures, all of the amazing video footage that we have from the last 60, 70, 80 years from all the different sports. And suddenly we can create a value because we can make it unique. And that's new revenue. Yeah, so that's the um, end of the future. So we, we've seen obviously what, what you said, you're currently working with the, the DFB and other clubs in Germany. So you mean that if you were to release a pack of NFTs from, I don't know, the 1954 World Cup winning team, would that almost be a a great money spinner for you guys? Because you could just create different collectibles from that squad and just upload them to your platform and people can buy and trade. Is, is that what you mean from a practical level of how that will work? That's how, that's how it would work. But obviously, obviously you need, you need the approval by the original rights holder, right? You need the, you need the approval by, then probably FIFA, you probably need to find some sort of agreement with German Football Federation and also with the players, right? They, they also have the right to their own picture. So, yeah, but that's, that's, that's how it works. And then, you know, what I love about the space at the moment is that everyone is, everyone is going in a specific direction, right? We're talking about fantasy gaming. We're talking about collecting. We're talking about gamified collectibles. We're talking about video NFTs, photo NFTs. There, there are so many amazing artworks of NFTs. We'll see we'll see so many different utilities, right? Maybe the two of you and maybe us, maybe the three of us will create an ultimate Expedia-like platform where all of the NFTs of all of the basketball teams or all of the football teams will have a utility, 
and then that comes together again. And we're only at the beginning, right? This is just getting started. The usage and the utility of NFTs are just getting started right now. And yes, there's there's a lot of money thrown around. I mean, we we've seen that in the last two weeks. There's Fanatics, Sora, and uh, Dapper Labs, who've I think collectively um, now got a valuation of um, I think like twenty million, uh, twenty billion. Sorry, twenty billion. So yeah, the yeah, three billion. companies are valued at twenty billion. Hello, what's happening here? Well, that's brilliant. I love it. It's a, it's a, it's it's a tech space that's that everyone can trust in because it's so transparent. Definitely. I want to I want to ask. Sorry, Stuart. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to ask. So we're talking a lot about the technology side of things, and it seems that a lot of of tech fans, a lot of uh, perhaps people that have already traded uh, cryptocurrencies that maybe have some understanding of the blockchain are very excited about this sort of thing. You call yourself a businessman. So I want to know how you're bringing fans into the mix. What, how, what are the barriers for fans? Uh, why would a fan perhaps buy something? And, and what's, how, how do you market to fans? Because to me, the, this seems, certainly the gamified side of it, it seems little more than fantasy football. So what's the kind of, the way that you're selling this to, to a fan like myself who uh, has very little background knowledge of crypto or blockchain or, or, or NFTs? That's a, that's a brilliant question. That's actually something that, that, that we discuss a lot about at the moment is it seems to be we're on that, on that moment in time now where it, it's, it's taken out of the shadow, out of the crypto expert niche, out of the crypto world, where obviously NFTs have been traded for the past three, four years, right? Crypt, crypto kitties are, what, four years old now? Um, so we're, we're at that moment in time. So I think there's... there's two levels how i can answer this one is usability and and user experience so for example at fanzone we we uh, were immediately sure we need an android app and we need an ios app right it needs to be easily downloadable yes you can connect your 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 crypto wallet to it but you don't need to not if not if you're not interested in the nft side of things if you don't want to extract it and take it to your wallet you you'll just leave it on the fanzone server you just leave it on there that's fine so it's it's an easy two-factor authorization at the beginning. It's it's not you do you do not need to connect your metaverse, uh, sorry your your um, MetaMask wallet or your your bit uh, bit uh, uh, your Coinbase wallet or whatever they are. You just log in, email address, two-factor authorization, done. That's step one, right? It needs to be accessible. The hurdles need to be reduced. That's one. And then two is and Jamie, I, I agree with you a lot there. Is it fantasy gaming, fantasy sports? Now, now that the little picture that I see on my screen now is an NFT, what does that even mean? Right? That's, that's exactly the question. That's why the technology is only the basis of it all. The technology is not the business model. The technology is, again, it's a database approach. How boring is that? Right? That's not marketable. So ultimately, um, the, the only question is, what is the... What is the utility? That's the magic word. What is the utility of the NFT? What can I do with the NFT? Does it give, does it get me anywhere? Will I get digital assets? Will I get digital access to things that I I didn't get before? Or connection to the physical world, do I get access to things that I didn't get before? And that can be numerous things, right? It can be play to earn games. Can I win money with this? Can I... I've seen I've seen approaches where 
if you own this NFT by November 30th, you will get invited to the game. You will get access to a barbecue with the athlete, whatever it is. And I think what, it, what the NFTs can do once people understand that they are not dependable on the single game, they're not dependable on, on, uh, on the single server, is that, that when you buy an NFT, let's, let's stay in the fantasy, fantasy sports section, when you buy a, the striker from La Liga or Premier League or the Bundesliga or wherever, that even if, let's say you do it at fanson.io, uh, touch wood, fanzo.io, I don't know, goes bankrupt next month or or we get bought or something or the platform disappears, that NFT is still there. That's going to survive. It's going to be there forever. But again, I think from a market perspective, we need to show that, that that's the case, that that's the brilliance, that it will stay, that the asset stays true even if 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 the, the issuer, the original creator, is not part of the game anymore. So is there maybe an element of, of sort of community building for sports NFT owners or is, is there sort of an, an element there of, you know, if, if I don't have an NFT, I kind of, I'm lacking an investment in that world almost. But everyone that owns, I don't know, Bundesliga NFTs or even just football NFTs in general, they've all got this kind of vested interest in, in interacting in, in that world. Is that maybe perhaps part of the moving forward to me, to me, community building. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you 100%. To me, the key to success in, in, any, in any world is community building. It's all about the community. That's why we are, we are called fan zone. That's why we have a zone approach where fans from different sports, from different verticals, from different zones can interact. Because we're never only just a fan of one thing, right? Maybe we're a rugby fan, but we also like football, but we also watch the Olympics. We also watch figure skating. I don't know, right? It's, it's always something. And the network effects that we can get from different, different sports coming into one platform is, is the key to me. And we will see from, from, from a, from a life, technology life cycle of how it evolves, I think we will see amazing things where at the moment, obviously, the, the, the intellectual property, the IP is key, right? If you, want, if you want a Lionel Messi NFT from his Barcelona times, you need to speak to La Liga or Barcelona. If you want... I don't know, Diego Maradona's hand of God, you need to speak to FIFA. At some point, I think it will, it will shift a little towards who's got the biggest community, who's got the most interesting things, right? When we look at what happened to TikTok, they're the, they the quickest of all the social medias to hit the 1 billion users, right? The quickest ever. At first, they started with, with good content. Now the good content comes to them. So the ties have shifted somehow. And oh, I so think we will see the same. Yeah, so it's for the, so we, we, we saw in the, um, uh, early this week, you guys were uh, talking about linking up with uh, VFL Wolfsburg Frauen, uh, the, the women's team there. So you mean that if you want to build your reputation, build your network, so that the next the next team are going to approach you rather than saving you, you a bit of work in the, in the marketing side that you're appro they're approaching you rather than you approaching them. It has a lot to do with trust and credibility, right? Mm -hmm. And every, every platform, I think the, the, the market is big enough, the world is big enough, every platform will find their niche and, will, and that's good, right? Every, every car brand has their target group. Every, every, um, every, every, I don't know, TV station, Netflix, everyone's got their, the specific niche that they, that they can cater to. And 
well, it's, it's, it's not that, that our phone lines are now ringing every day, and, but they, it builds trust and, and credibility. And I think what is the biggest problem for rice holes at the moment? There's a new technology. They, they're probably being approached every day by numerous, numerous different platforms, but even numerous different approaches on how to mint NFTs, what to do, what the collection is, what they need to do. And everyone tells them what they need to do. So they're usually taking a step back and looking at what they always do is who has done it? What is a good example? What is a bad example? And also who's surviving, who's surviving the bubble, who's surviving the hype, right? And that's why as at FanZone, we, we also try to emphasize, listen, we're, we're a German company. We're out of Europe. We understand European football. We understand European sports. We're backed by Porsche. We try to tell them we're going to be there next year. We're here for the, for the long game. This is not a sprint. The NFT game is a marathon. And yes, there'll probably be a lot of rights holders making crazy money at the moment. But this is a, a marathon that, that will continue forever, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it is it's certainly interesting. So what you do need to do is um, what my understanding of like um, back in, in England and I think in, in Germany as well at football games, you used to get a physical match ticket and you'd also buy a physical program, a pregame magazine. So I guess the, the market for an NFT is because a TV uh, a match ticket, they're just a, a barcode on your phone now. So to prove to your friends in 40 years time, you're at that famous game for your team. You show them the NFT you bought from that game. That is, um, I guess, the, the end goal to get people into that mindset that to prove you're at a game, you bought the NFT of the game. Is, is that? You bought the NFT of the game. Maybe maybe if you buy a specific ticket, you directly get the highlights of, as an NFT mm -hmm. uh, into your That's wallet straight yeah. after. Maybe maybe mm -hmm. you get the, I don't know, yesterday Cristiano Ronaldo scored the last minute winner for, for Man United. Maybe if, if you are in, if you are in that, on that stand, on that side of the of Old Trafford, then maybe you get the the photo that was taken from the photographer right below you. Maybe yep. that's the experience that, because, and this is what I love. We're not we're not we're not taking taking the true things that are great about sports. We're not taking away the emotions. We're adding we're adding emotion. And I know that all of us remember the first time they were in the stadium. We all of us have this great one moment that we remember that. Um, Maybe, maybe for for the I don't know the English rugby fan. It's the, I don't know that he got uh, he got up early with his dad in the 2003 World Cup, for example, and that he remembers that. Or um, for German women's football fans, they remember the, the World Cup win in 2007. And we all have that 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 memory. And if we if we can have that digitally and show it around, and not only physically in a, in a shoebox somewhere in the back of our of, of our wardrobe where some of us record record podcasts um <laughs> it's and we can show it and now coming back to universal profiles we can display it our generation the instagram generation loves to display the, their lives why not display your nft tickets why not display your nft memories of sports yeah so rather than putting on the on the fireplace at home that the, the scarf you bought from a certain game you show online look at my profile on fan zones these are the 10 matches I saw this year. These are the 10 NFTs related to them, to those matches. I think, and there's about a hundred things that I'm not thinking of right now that we will see in 10, 10 yeah, years time. Definitely. Do you think we're going to see a, a bit of a, you know, I'm a creator. I make videos of sports. It's, it's, do you think we're going to see a little bit of a, a, another creator boom? You know, we saw it kind of in, in YouTube a few years ago. Are we going to see it again now because people want to create stuff that can be, 
minted into an NFT and, and monetized in that way? Yes, I believe we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see a new a, a new group of people that are that are valued for their NFT creation potential, that are valued for their for their for their mindset, that are valued for their talent in in, in NFT creation, that have understood the NF, what's possible with NFTs because it's not only digitizing a picture, right? That's not that's not what an NFT is about. It's and this is what I love about the blockchain again, is it gives the original creator a value. I remember 20 years ago when I, when I started downloading music, legally, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I would download an MP3 file and I would be able to send it to you, Stuart, and to you, Jamie, and then we would all have the MP3 file. That is really, sorry, shitty for, for the original creator because he or she does not see any, any money in this. So now we're giving the blockchain gives power back to this because it solves a problem that we've created with the World Wide Web that everything is shareable, everything is is dividable, and we can we can just share it. I'm not saying that this will go away. I'm saying it gives another value again to the original creator, and we can we can limit the amount of things that are out there. And I think that is good and natural and healthy to to content creators. Yeah. So we we we've. Spoke earlier with, with with Joe from Nitash that the creator can retain a, a royalty. So whenever it's traded, even if it increases value, the creator can keep a certain percentage if they've, if they've added that forever. To the forever, mm -hmm. and that's only fair. I mean, we've we've seen all of these tragic stories of I don't know Van Gogh and and all of the other great painters in the world that died poor, mm -hmm. and then suddenly their all of their all of their paintings were worth millions. That's not fair, in my opinion. And it gives, it gives power to people that create something great. Touching YouTube, another prediction that I have is when YouTube came up, everything was cool on YouTube. Now, 99% of things on YouTube are irrelevant for me and another 99% are irrelevant for you. And I think we're going to see the same thing happening in, in the NFT game where... It's about the content again. It's about the cool content. But I think some smart people will kind of disrupt and shift the, the, the powerhouses of the world in terms of what is good NFT content. Yes, I guess that's what you were saying, Jamie, about your content creation. And so, like, if you're a video maker, if you're good at making videos or films for TikTok, doesn't mean you're going to direct the next Marvel movie. So I guess, yeah, like, like you were saying, Philip, there can be people who will get a niche if you're a good nft creator it doesn't mean you're a good creator in, in other things so you're right it'll be a certain niche just to just to learn about the platform and learn about what 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 sells or, or, or what fans want i believe so 100 yes so we've seen some some you've made some predictions of where you think this is going or, or things you think are happening what do you think the lesson we could learn perhaps today is what's What's something we could take away right now while people are listening to this podcast and learn from uh, this this new thing that's happening in the world that that is so disruptive? I think it's important to look at the project. What is it? What is it that that is behind the project? What is behind the NFT project? Is it just someone that tries to get rich or is there something valuable behind it is the blockchain valuable is the project valuable is the community valuable is there something is there something be behind behind the nft 
I think what people need to start looking for, and this is the most important buzzword to me, is utility. What can I do with my NFT? And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Get out there, get crazy, get, get into the game, look at it. Look, look at different platforms, look at different marketplaces, take a look at uh, what, what's happening. How does it work? What do I need to do? Yeah, it's, the NFT game is not about being rich or having a lot of money in your, in your Ethereum wallet. And in our platform, and this is also what we believe in, you can you can buy your your cheapest pack for four euros ninety nine, right? It's you could be lucky, and there could be an amazing, scarce and rare NFT in there. But that's I think that's like my my final words that I think get in the game, get a touch and feel, look at it, take a look. Do not neglect it because you don't understand block blockchain as a, as a take one. I don't I don't truly understand. I don't truly understand what's behind it. But I can see the value of it of, of what is it that we can use. Sure, and if, if, you know, four ninety nine for your first pack. The barriers are pretty low. Yeah, I think, and that's the that's that's our niche. We 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 want to give it to the average fan. We want to to make it happen to the student, to 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 the 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 normal person. I I could I could buy four ninety nine. I could buy it. Other yeah. platforms, the barriers are higher, and that's okay. Different target group, different niche. Fair enough. Right. There's not there's not the one way to do it. We're talking about content here. Content can be used in, in multiple different ways. Great. So, Philip, um, thank you very much for your time this morning. So the see the title perhaps of our podcast, it's 21 for 21. So lessons about sport and media. Uh, I've, I guess, is there any one sentence you'd like to give as a, a, a lesson about, about NFTs for, for the next few years? I know you've you've been been so so helpful so far. Now uh, you've been giving us a thirty-five minute yeah. lesson, but uh, is there any <laughs> one, one one sentence that we can summarize? I'm convinced. It up? I'm convinced. I I I started re like researching this podcast, and I thought NFTs. Like I I I started to understand it, but I didn't kind of get it, and I was sort of like, why you know why would I go in for this? And now having spoke to uh, to Joe at Nice, I spoke to yourself, Philip. Uh, we spoke to MotoGP about their NFTs and. The more I kind of have these conversations with people, the more I'm sort of like, huh, maybe, you know, maybe there is something here. There is something that, that's grabbing my attention. The, it, it, and this is this is like my my key takeaway from since, yeah, from day one, when, when I started thinking about NFTs is this will not go away again. Right. This will stay. Yes, maybe the bubble will burst, and that's good. Look at the dot-com bubble that burst. That's good that it burst. And then the, the the good people, the good business can make can make good business models. So that's that's my key takeaway one. And the other one is, don't go exclusive. It doesn't make sense to give out exclusive licenses. It doesn't make sense to give, as a rights holder, you don't give out exclusive social media licenses. You don't do that. That doesn't make sense. The technology is way too young. Right. Look at there's 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 so much potential out there, and that's that's what I would do. And from a user perspective, again, get in the game. Let's look at what's happening. And then, if you, if you're an art fan, get into art. If you're if you're a sports fan, get into your sports. If you if you like fencing, look at if there's any fencing NFT projects out there. If you like women's sports, come to FanZone. Like that's something <laughs> that we're pushing, right? Which I think is is highly important. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my key takeaway. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Philip. Um, anything any further to add, to add from your side, Jamie? Or? I don't think so. I, I feel like I could 
chase you down the rabbit hole of, of why women's <laughs> sports and, and, and why have you gone with Wolfsburg women? Um, but I'm very, very uh, conscious that we've been recording for some 35 minutes now and I don't really want to take up any more of your time. Uh, that's great. Yeah, maybe we can do this another time. Um, that's a great, great passion of mine. And luckily, mm-hmm. also a great passion of my employer, FanZone, is, is what, what can we do to, to support women in sports and, and, and uh, groups that are not always in the focus, right? That are not the Lionel Messi's and Cristiano Ronaldo's of the world. And as you said, for a, for a five euro entry, even, <laughs> yeah, your, um, it seems ideal, like for the women's sports fans, they don't need to see this as being yeah, something exclusive of the men's Bundesliga, they can go along more family atmosphere at the women's football and yeah, but by the, by the NFT as, as, as part of that, that game day or, or the fan experience. So yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting. It's that very, women, very... Women's football are being prioritized at the start of the technology as well. Yeah. And they've got a very passionate fan base. I, I've commentated some women's football matches and, and, and the, the fan base for women is obviously smaller, but it's much, much more of a stronger community in, in my experience. And community will be one of the of the key factors in, in the NFT game. Yeah. Great guys. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for you so me. much. It's been really, really, cool. really Yeah, I know it's been absolutely uh, enlightening. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.